You're listening to Cosplay Bites, the podcast that takes a closer look at the world of cosplay, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Brought to you by the Lightning Palace and proudly sponsored by Anchor. Join me as I discuss a variety of topics and conventions alongside the joy of bringing your favorite characters to life. All right. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, It's been a hot minute. Uh, Hope quarantine is doing all of you well. Uh, I'm back with another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show all on cosplay, conventions, content creation, all that good stuff. Uh, For this episode, I have with me uh, my awesome friend and fellow cosplayer slash photographer, Cadu equals out. What's up? What's up? (laughs) So, um brief backstory before we get into it um oh gosh i i I found you somewhere someone shared your stuff i think the cosplay that sold me on your work was um when you and jihatsu did that awesome uh cloud and sephiroth oh that was fun yeah so that yeah we gotta link up and do something like that again that's been a hot minute yeah definitely and Mm -hmm. um and then we actually finally met because um, f- for those of you that follow me on social media or my Patreon or whatever, uh, we'll probably remember the uh, pictures I got of my Kingdom Hearts 3 Riku at New York <laughs> Comic Con last year. Cadu was the photographer. And fun times. Yeah, that was a fun experience despite my little incident. With- uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. No, the photos came out good. I love them. Um, everyone else did too. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to grab him for a little while to chat about being a content creator, uh, specifically what it's like being one in New York City, mm-hmm. and because that's where you're based, yep. and a bunch of other kind of kind of like a long form interview. Like some some of these episodes that I have planned, um like if they don't have a solidified topic, um it'll just be like a long form interview. So definitely yeah, look man, forward to that. Yeah. So um first things first, uh shout out to my fellow patrons over on my Patreon. I have uh Coralia Jade, Katyuska Moonfox, Kendall, Mink the Seder, Nicole Marie Jean, Noah, Oh my Sophie, and Shaylin. And um, for those of you unaware, uh, I'm still taking a little bit of a uh, hiatus from my blog, The Lightning Palace, just because uh, I have stuff, unfortunately, stressing me out, and I got to stop some of these things that are causing me burnout, because that's fun. Burnout's uh, a huge thing. Yeah, but... um, Rest assured, like, I already have a post written up, and that's set for my return in June. So, uh, look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, without further ado, um, Cad, why don't you tell me a little about, bit about yourself, like, your history with, like, cosplay and growing up being a nerd, geek, that sort of All stuff. Right. Um, always been a nerd or geek. Probably started, let's see. Back when I first got into anime the first time, I was watching uh, Cartoon Network a little bit too late. I eventually got into Adult Swim whenever that came out. I don't remember what year that was, but I uh, saw this show called Inuyasha. And 
it was a it was wraps from there because then next show after that it was like Tenchi Muyo, we had Dragon Ball and all that stuff, and that's just been within me for like forever. Even with the people I grew up with, um, you know, I was around like a bunch of like street life and stuff, but at the same time we still had like Yu-Gi-Oh decks in our pockets. So people right. want to try us, but you know, <laughs> we were nerds. We weren't like the the nerd nerds. Um, but uh, I just, I guess, coming into cosplay, it was um, me and my homies went to check out New York Anime Fest. At okay. the time, it was called that. Now it's New York Comic Con. It was a 2009. We just wanted to check it out, see what all the hype was. And uh, so we went. We saw everybody with swords. Kind of freaked us out. I'm like, yeah, why are you carrying swords around? But then we saw people like. <laughs> <laughs> in cosplay and i was like wow this is actually really cool i remember my, my first con photo was uh with this astro boy cosplayer I'll, I'll send it to you later it's, i was like really small back then but um when we went home that weekend i was like yo i want to try to get into this so i um i didn't know anything about making cosplay i didn't even know people made their own cosplays so like the very first one i looked online and i saw saws from final fantasy 13 I oh, had yeah. a choice. Yeah, I was gonna either I was either gonna do Saz or either gonna do Kaname Toison from a uh, Bleach. Okay. And I don't remember the reason why I went with Saz, but I did it. And next New York Anime Festival, I wore that. And it's kind of a domino effect because I met some people that cosplayed from Final Fantasy. We kind of hung out. I'm an introvert, so I'm never gonna go out and meet new people. Um, but the people kind of just gravi gravitated to me. And um, those became my first friends. They introduced me to their friends. They became my next friends. And it and that's how I kind of got into like this whole community. And that's how I'm here today. Cause I just, that one decision. If I, if I did the bleach cosplay, I don't know where I'd be. I don't even know if I'd still be cosplaying. Right. Just, yeah, so it's yeah. just this whole domino effect. Like you, yep. you meet one person, meet another person, you find other people online. I think exactly. that's kind of how a lot of people that we both know probably feel like I've gotten into cosplay. Like, like I met Jess in 2012 when mm -hmm. she was on her lollipop chainsaw tour at PAX East. That was my first convention. And then I met people like Monica Lee, uh, Riddle, Yaya Han, and then you're just spiraling and spiraling into like Nicole Marie Jean. And then all these other girls from around the world even started to get more traction. So, yeah, it's been a fun ride so far. <laughs> yeah, dog. So, um, I've also noticed that mm -hmm. um, unlike myself, you are big into the esports scene. Uh, oh yeah, mainly with League of Legends. Like that's that, that's fine. It's not my type of game, but like no I can I can, <laughs> I can I appreciate like all the designs out of it and all the cosplay out of it. And for you specifically, I I've seen that you've had the awesome opportunity to work with Riot in certain like cosplay workshops if I'm remembering it right, where you made cosplay based on surrounding some of the characters. Um, Lucian was one of them. I think I got the name right. Oh, uh, yeah. So there was this one event that we did. Um, it was called Cosplay Labs back in 2017. Yeah. Where uh, Riot Games, thank you, Riot, they flew a bunch of cosplayers out. I don't know if they had any criteria for it. I don't really care, but they flew a bunch of us out there and 
they had like we'd like show each other our skills or we'd uh teach each other's tricks and they had like some guest teachers some that are in industry some are their cosplayers like ourselves and we learned a whole a, a ton of it and it was a nice networking experience i look back at them and i think of them as family still like we still yeah. have a chat that we talk to each other still so that's like a irreplaceable moment but yeah that's a cool cosplay shop but like the um i don't know who over there first like had eye on me or something but like i have an idea but they've really been looking out for me a lot like since like 2013 i just got a lot of love from riot so like that's naturally good. i gravitated more towards league um cosplaying wise than anything else so you think it would it would because of them looking out for you that you sort of gravitated towards cosplaying from like league of legends a little bit more of course yeah yeah that's like natural yeah yeah um so you've done how many outfits from league was it just the one or it's funny because i only cosplayed like two champions but i did so many champions i mean so many skins from for each of those two champions almost all of them oh so, gotcha yeah okay so it's actually a lot of cosplays but it's only two different characters which is that's what funny. i feel like yeah it wasn't yeah, yeah you just like did a lot of skins a lot of versions versions um, of each yep do you have um a personal favorite i do not they i like to both i like both for different reasons so okay like oh i feel is a lot like me like same height accurate we have this like, very very similar personality and everything so like when i cosplay echo i feel like i'm being myself it's like a cooler version of myself that's widely loved or something yeah but then when i cosplay lucian it's kind of like a batman effect for me like <laughs> i put him on i feel so much more powerful i feel like there's like a bunch of growth i feel like i'm a I have like a alter ego kind of thing it's 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 pretty cool i'm like there's <laughs> pros to each yeah yeah i know because i know that whenever i ask cosplayers like what's your favorite cosplayer do you have a personal favorite and a lot of times they're just like i can't choose it's like choosing between my children i can't choose a favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so then in addition to like all the cosplay all going to con you've also dabbled in photography Mm -hmm. um, we're working with a lot of models. I know um, you collaborated with Stella Chu on numerous occasions. Yeah, she's cool. She's very uh, cool. Yeah, she's really sweet. Mm -hmm. I'd love to get her on the show at one point. <laughs> um, yeah, a nagger. <laughs> um, and then I also, I'm pretty sure my memory's right, but you also did amazing edits of the Shadow of the Colossus group from Colossal Con? Right. Yeah, that's right. I did do that. Okay, sweet. My memory is not dead. <laughs> no, I, I forgot about that too, actually. Okay. <laughs> um so what's the uh what's the process like in like editing your photos? So like I'm a, I imagine Photoshop is one of the key parts. Um, yeah, so my process keeps changing and I keep trying to elevate that. Um so like for example, if I'm gonna do a composite, right? Yeah, I work with someone. The very first thing is like research. I'm not like, I don't have that. I don't think my imagination is that good. So like I try to find like reference photos to like base my composites off of. 
so I'll, I look, I research the outfits, I research poses and like edits that I can do, maybe like scenes from like whatever show or video game it's based off. Um, if there's like something hype, I can try to recreate it. Then I would like, when I'm shooting, I'll tell like the model to pose in this way. It could be like multiple ways and I could spice them together. Uh, after that, put the photos into Photoshop. I crop out everything I need and then I'd start spicing them together and uh, blending it, making it look, look, look nice. Before right. I used to put that into like, um, oh, I forgot, the, there was like another program I used. I totally forgot, I don't use it anymore. Now I actually do a lot of 3D modeling to like make my backgrounds. So I'll do that and then take the spliced photos, put them into there. So um, it just keeps evolving. I'm always just trying to look for a way to like grow. Everybody's my uh, inspiration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Was there a particular, I, I, I won't say favorite, just like how I asked your favorite cosplay, but like a, a memorable like photo shoot experience or like, like yeah. photos, photos you've had a lot of fun editing. I'll, I'll go with that way. Okay. This is weird to me because I don't normally have the most fun editing photos. I just like, I like the, um, and a lot of people are like the, they enjoy the journey, right? Yeah. I'm like that one-off guy that enjoys the destination. I like, like when the photo is finally done, I'm like, thank God it's finished. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, I don't usually enjoy editing. I do it because I feel like I'm pretty decent in it. Um, I like the way the photos come out. But there was a few experiences where actually shooting was like really, really fun. Um, one that I remember that's most recently, I was at a uh, Black Sands Beach with my homie uh, Crystal. Check out uh, MJ Summer uh, MJ Summerjack. Um, let me see if I can pull up her page real quick. It's like Master Jack Photography, I think. Um, but okay. we were at Black Sands. We drove. I'm from New York, so when I went to California and I saw like, all these new places, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So like, she took me all the way to this Black Sands Beach, and just getting there was like a crazy experience. Like up in like the mountains, a crazy fog. And I've never seen any any anything like this except like on like. National Geographic, so I'm like, right, yeah, this is this is crazy, and then I'm out in this beautiful location, and I'm like, this, I'm like, this, I'm like, I have to do off shoots, off location shots forever. I can't shoot next to a wall ever again. So like that that shoot was really fun. Um, the day before that, we were like, one of our friends, they were like basically almost drowning to get a shot. We put like a glass, oh my God. Uh, yeah, a glass plane over them. And it, it, she had to take turns just like going underwater and getting the shot with like all the bubbles blowing out. It's, it's crazy. That's intense. Holy yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> shooting has gotten a lot more fun. Editing is still meh, but shooting has gotten a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah. Sure. Uh, any like dream locations that you'd love to shoot in at some point in your life? Dream is just traveling, bro. There's like so many dream locations. Like I want to go everywhere and uh, do shots. Ever since I started doing off locations, like I want to go to Hawaii. There's uh places, oh, yeah. there's places in China I want to go. Like, like there's um 
I don't even know what you call those mountains. They're like limestone, I think. They're, I don't know how to describe it. I'm sorry. But I want to go Iceland, especially. Um, I was supposed to be in Japan last week. Obviously, that couldn't happen. Um, right, right. There, some of the European castles I would love to like try to do something in. I want to see there, uh, a dream location I probably never go to. Uh, there's the these underwater hotels which are like five k a night. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my god! Yeah, the walls <laughs> are glass. Yeah, it's crazy. You could like just underwater hotels. Yeah, oh, they're beautiful. Oh. They're beautiful. That would be a dream location to go to. But I don't see when I'd be able to like on a whim. <laughs> if I ever get like five thousand, I could spend it. Would it be on going to one night? Uh, underwater hotel so it no there's there's more important things for that no, you, you'd have to like win a giveaway or something or like yeah that, pretty much or feel confident like yeah i'll blow fifteen thousand dollars it's okay that's, i don't care that's crazy yeah that's insane mm-hmm <laughs> mm -hmm. oh my gosh um so you're based in new york city Yes, sir. How so you don't have to disclose like if it so like is being like a content creator sort of thing, like photography, like editing, is that your full time gig or do you have something else? Um before I did have like uh, another work another job, but you know, ever since this whole situation, uh my income is basically based off of just editing and doing photos for people at least yeah. at the moment um but yeah I, I, haven't, I haven't really looked at uh being in new york as like i haven't used that i guess i took that for granted and this uh quarantine kind of like made me realize that but i think it's like more like a personality thing because like mentioned before i'm an introvert so i'm not gonna go out of my way to like network with like other photographers and stuff out here. Like I only have like a small circle of people that I just mess with. Yeah. And yeah, uh, work with. We don't. But they're I'm I'm probably gonna try to take advantage of these resources now when life is sort of back to normal. Because there right. are Facebook groups for like New York photographers and models and I'm uh I'm gonna try to use that. Yeah. That'd mm -hmm. be a great opportunity like but we make plans for when things sort of die down. Yeah. So you've had your client work that's keeping you busy throughout this whole quarantine thing? Yep. Uh, I've actually been blessed to get a lot of uh, clients, actually. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I'm, like, swamped. I actually have, like, a mini backlog that just popped up. So I have, like tons of editing to do. I don't even know I'm gonna see the finish line, but I welcome it. It's <laughs> it's 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 good. It's good. It's good business for me. Right. No, yeah. that's great. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, you're you're an awesome photographer. Uh appreciate it. Your photos look fantastic. Like not just the ones you did for me, but like others I've seen from all other cockware that you worked with. It's really really something. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. Um mm -hmm. So we had talked about this briefly and um, I will um, angle it in a way. So you being a um, 
how had being a person of color been like in the cosplay world? Because I know there have been oh, way way too many stints to count where you know like there's like just racism or like mm-hmm. people being treated unfairly. Because I know we had talked briefly before, like just playing this out, like not so much of you speaking on behalf of everyone, but more so just like sharing your experience. Like my own experience. Yeah, your own experience. Yeah. So how has that been? Yeah. Um. All right. So my own experiences, I remember back when I first started getting into cosplay, maybe maybe like a year and a half in, year two in, um, I remember I did my Lars cosplay, Lars from Tekken. It was at New York Comic Con. And I won't mention names because I'm not into that, all that crap, but. Yeah, for sure. Photographers literally told me to my face, hey, I'm not going to shoot you because you don't look like the character, like the skin color isn't right. Oh, God. Literally to my face. And I was like, damn, that really sucked. But oh. r- right after that, I met a different photographer and. Um, he worked with me and it was it was a good it was a good experience. But um that always stuck with me. And I run into like you get like those racist comments online and uh stuff like that. But when I started it's like it's weird because when I started cosplaying from leak and it started going viral, I st- I st- didn't get like those effects as much anymore. I guess like people just didn't mess with me as much. Mainly, you know, the character I did was also black too, so Sure, but I'd yeah. get I'd get those one-off comments in the comment section. Like, I'm not gonna swear on your show or anything, but you know, you, you get those. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you yeah, get no. yeah. It's 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 crazy, but I just ignore it. You know, I'm used to trolls. Like, there's gonna be trolls and everything. I've been dealing with trolls and dealing with people, dealing with bullies in my life before cosplay. It's Same, nothing yeah. new. Like the way I think of it, like if you're gonna be racist in the cosplay community then you're probably racist in real life with other things yeah like those same people are probably racist in other hobbies right like it's a it's a it's a mindset thing i don't think there's anything special about the cosplay community people are gonna be racist for like those same people those people are not racist in cosplay community they're just racist just racist so exactly. yeah i don't i don't put energy into them i don't give them any power over me or anything like that unless they like physically harm me or something like oh, even yeah. just recently um when i said recently this was like a few months ago person brought to my attention they shared one of my fake cosplays and like i guess it was in some group i don't know what group it was but it had like a really racist description and like the whole comment se- section was going off on me or something and I was like, wow, that's, it was an old cosplay photo too. I'm like, how'd you even find this? I didn't even have that many photos of this cosplay on there. And <laughs> how'd you find that? I, yeah, I have no idea. I'm like, I'm impressed. How'd you find that? That's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, they were going off and I'm like, wow, this is, this is dumb. So I, sh- I showed it to a few friends. And it's funny, all my friends, they got like more angry than I did. They, they were like, I guess I'm a kind of reserved person, but they got like, Furious, and I'm like, oh, you have to make it a big, um, big deal. But I feel like if someone else, you, you would see attacks happening, you know. And they're they're in the right for it. I don't blame anybody for um, going off on them, but I just don't give them any power. It's just the way I look at it. 
Yeah, so. it's like it's like you yourself don't give it any thought, but then like when your friends step in, like it's almost like Oh yeah, they're ready to go to war. Yeah, they'll go to they'll go to war. They'll yeah. be, they like they the rather die. Mentality. Like, mm-hmm. like I know a lot of the girl that I become friends with, like I like I've dealt I've dealt with my own um share of like bullying and harassment over my blog. They would just go balls to the wall, like must protect Sunshine James. Like yeah. don't no one no one bully him. Facts. So it's a nice yeah, I feel feeling. like if someone did that to my friends, then I would be more angry about it yeah it's like, like if someone did it to me it's it's whatever like you have too much free time you're someone probably hurt you when you're younger i don't care leave me alone but if someone put like those comments out about like a friend or something like when me and uh justin did the uh when we did this cloud suffer off if i see any comments about his suffer off it's amazing but if, if i see any negative stuff you know they deal with me first yeah, but if the if I see anything about my cloud, I don't really care. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel, I, I I have to wonder if that's just a thing in the cosplay community where it's just like going after yourself is fine, like you don't think much of it, but when you go after your friend, it's like bringing the alpha male, like must protect all my friends because they're angels and gems, and I think people just deal with situations differently. Yeah, and I don't think. There's a long, there's a lot of wrong ways to deal with things, and a lot of right ways to deal with things. Like I don't think anyone's here to judge. We just people. Everybody's different, and they react to things differently. Yeah. So like, for sure. Like I know people that have it a lot worse than I do, so they have to react differently. Like, oh I know yeah. People that like, they have like full-on websites that attack them. They have like Reddit pages that attack them. Like they have all these things that they're they're. They're just like me. They're black. They do amazing cosplays. They do whatever, but then they get like so much more hate for like no reason. So, and sometimes, you know, when people attack them, it might be too much because while I have like two people talking crap about me, they have like a thousand for no reason. So, exactly. Yeah. I get it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> so, do you think that it's sort of a good thing? Because it, it it seems like the general consensus for this year with everything that's going on, that like this is the year that conventions basically take the year off, so to speak. Like, I don't... It's unclear whether or not this whole pandemic is going to get cleared out by the fall. Doubt it. So it, it I, don't, I don't think there's a... I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a good thing. I think you can... You can learn from it, and I guess you can, in an optimistic viewpoint, you can say, "Okay, it's a break." But none of these guys really want to take a break. I'm pretty, I'm no, pretty sure don't. all the cons are losing money from it. Um, oh, absolutely! This, this whole thing. A lot of times, people don't have like the best home situation, and the convention scene is their way to get out of it. Or like most of their friends are the people that you see at cons. Um, However many times a year, depending on how active you're able to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but there's definitely, I guess there's ways you can look at it, learn from it, and um, good things to take out of it, you know? Right. Um, yeah. The whole, 
I mean, it definitely feels like maybe the 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 whole convention and cosplay scene is going to have some major, I guess, maybe overhauls or changes coming into like when things go back to normal. Yep. So to speak. Um. Because I know I know some conventions. Um. There was this thread I I read where like some of the conventions like they can't cancel yet until like the absolute like last minute something about like within their contract of like some like force yeah i heard about that too. majority clause where it's like it's outside of their control so they have to cancel it and like some some cons are like banking on that because they don't want to risk you know like if they have the convention but the pandemic not under control mm-hmm. have a giant shit show on their hands in terms of like getting people more infected. Yeah. Um, I didn't research too much into the clause. I did see like a few posts talking about it. Yeah. And, like, what I saw too. On I was like, yeah. okay. I was like, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I feel like even if some cons aren't canceled right now, I feel like the responsible thing is to just not go. Even if, even if it's not canceled. Like, I understand some people make their livelihood off of, like, the deal artist alley um, tables and stuff. Like, yeah. that's their business. So I understand, like, if they need to go and, like, if um, cons being open for them is, like, really important. But I feel like for the average con goer, if you're just going to go have a good time and if a con is still open during this pandemic, I feel like you shouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if, if you have to go, like, in the sense that, like, it's your livelihood, like, it's a part of your business, then at least just take as much precautions as you can. Like, like maybe it will change, like, their um their cosplay lineup to sort of like adapt and like accommodate to like these situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's especially like they're like there are some cons that are like impossibly crowded. Like New York Comic Con and New York Anime Festival, it doesn't oh, yeah. even matter if you have like ten thousand masks on. People are still gonna be bumping into you and like being up in your personal space. And yeah. people, con goers already have poor hygiene, so like you could forget about people just <laughs> washing their hands. Basically, <laughs> washing it. Yeah, it's it's like. No way you're gonna no there's no yeah. way you can social distance at a place like New exactly. York. Exactly. No way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually impossible. It's physically impossible. So right. There's that. <laughs> yeah. But let's get into uh something you said at the beginning of the show that caught my interest. You said you were having a burnout. Yeah. Cause that is something I actually deal with a lot. Yeah, well, okay, so I, I will I won't get too into it because it, it does deal with some personal no worries. Personal no, stuff. I could just I could just I could tell my own burnouts. Well, no, no, yeah, opinion. no, but like I'll 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 show it to speak with mine because like like I'm I'm desperately looking for another like full time job and it's like the pandemic has like essentially put my own life on hold mm-hmm. and like my living situation is kind of drastically changing to the point where I'm gonna need to find a place like a lot sooner than I was hoping. Gotcha. So on top of like my current full time job, which has a crazy shift, and like I've got two internships going on also, 
then there's this. And like, even though like I've resorted to, and I've kind of been okay with that with, with, with doing um, one blog post per week. Mm. That's to me, that just sounds a little bit too much. Cause I do like involve, it involves like research and like staring at the images that I picked out for the feature for like a couple of minutes, trying to figure out, like figure out slash guessing what kind of material they use to make this part of the outfit when I would just rather be either eating or watching YouTube or just trying to relax or playing video games. And it's like, I am, and like between my blog and the show, like I have a ton of more fun, like doing the show. Like I've invested a whole lot and it's only proven to be more positive for me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've been taking, I'm essentially like taking this whole month off from blogging with the exception of like, if I want to do a game review, but that hasn't happened yet. I think I did. I think my final fantasy seven remake review went up in like late April, I believe. So that was fine. But, um, yeah. What's with your experience in burnout? Cause. Right. So for me, my burnout is less less about like it seems like so for yours you seem like you're going through like a high amount of stress because you have like a bunch of stuff going back and forth yeah mine is more like a drive so mine feels like i just feel like doing nothing and when i get to that amount of burnout maybe because i've been editing too much like i don't want to look at photoshop anymore right and then my skills kind of like just fall off the face of the planet like i can't edit well I can't even do anything. I have like zero I have negative imagination. Um, if I try to edit something or let's say I'm forced to edit something like someone wants to edit done that night or something, they're going to get crap. Yeah. Could and then right. they're going to compare it to like the best thing that I had done. And they're like, why doesn't it look this good? And blah, 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 like, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just it's just like that so yeah my burnout is kind of like it's a lot different from yours but i definitely feel where you're coming from and uh yeah yeah so it's, it's important to take breaks breaks from yeah. everything oh absolutely too yeah. much of anything isn't good yeah so like how do you yeah yeah you're right I do my burnout um yeah, how do you combat that? Or like, how do you? So like, you you said you like taking breaks is always yeah. important. So like, how? So at first first step is to stop whatever I'm doing, right? Yeah, I uh, pretty much ignore everybody, and then I take a break. Sometimes it could be like a social media break. Sometimes I take a break from a computer. Sometimes I just marathon an anime, and then to get back into whatever, I will either look at like other people's art that I think is amazing to like get inspired again, or I look at like some tutorials to try to learn something new. I'm like, oh, I want to try that. And then when I try some try something new and it's like awesome, then I'm like, yo, I can do even better photos this time. And then yeah, I'll start can. crafting even better photos than I've ever done. Um, so like I had like a massive burnout um, recently and I don't know who the photographer is and I don't want to just group them by like 
the country they're from. So forgive me in advance, but I believe it was either Ukraine or Russian photographer. I'm not sure, but they were, they showed like a process of like 3D modeling. And I was like, wow, this is insane. And I was like, if I do the same thing, I could do that the way, the way I edit my photos and like my photos would be like insane, right? So yeah, I started doing that and I've just been in a process of like editing a ton of like photos and like the quality is up there for all of them. So, but now I'm starting to actually experience a, a new burnout. So, oh really? In the, in the so like right now I know it's gonna suck, but I know in the long run I'm just gonna be even better later on when I get out of the burnout. So, yeah, I feel like it's a I feel like it's a a pacing issue for me, but I'm the kind of person that works in bursts. Yeah, if, yeah. If I don't get stuff done right away. It's just gonna like never happen. So, yeah, I'm actually the same way when it comes to like when it would be with my with um, my blog where it would just be like I want to get this done so that I don't have to worry about it until mm -hmm. it actually goes live and then I get the link and I post it. But it's just like I always feel like when I was still doing everything, like mainly with my blog, I would just like occasionally would like open it up and just see like that post still in draft form and it's still set for like this coming Friday and I was just like oh yeah I gotta do this so I would just try to try to power through and like just like put on something from Spotify to help get me in the zone and just tap away and it, it does get good it gets better but I mean like just right now I definitely feel like I just need to have a little bit of a break away from it and like thankfully no one seems to care mm -hmm. that i stopped blogging like they understand why and they, and they think it's actually a good thing that i've stopped blogging because i i just have a lot of stuff to deal with that should be taking a little bit more of a priority but um yeah like you had mentioned before like you learning that technique like from whatever russian or ukraine photographer that did it mm -hmm. and you like it's just like when you learn something new and you get this drive to learn it that can sort of just reinvigorate you as a content creator to just exactly get the uh burst of inspiration yeah it's facts yeah i mean that's 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 how i felt with um me like it, it wasn't that um, I wasn't enjoying like doing new episodes for my show, but like it would just, it would sometimes just be a hassle and just like getting guests to come on. And I, I get that. It's just like the time timing is very difficult to work out, you yeah. but like right now I'm, I'm, this is actually the first episode where I'm testing out my brand new pair of headphones that I got. Hey, how's it working for you? good the quality is really good yeah nice. they're they are they are from a company called Aldez. Aldez, okay um i actually like ever since i got into podcasting like i've had much more of an interest in like some of the hardware and like the aspects of like sound and like recording so the supposedly and i've never heard of them before but they have been in like the music industry and the recording industry for like over a decade 
and they were just getting into the gaming scene, so they had a booth at PAX East. Mm-hmm. And like they reached out to me when I got my media pass, like as do other companies do, like they get the media list and they just like blast out emails. Um, they sent me an email. I checked out their booth. I was um, <coughs> the guy was giving me what he called his sales pitch. And I, was, <laughs> I was sitting in the eye and I was like, I appreciate you doing this. Just to let you know. All of you said with the with the like materials and like what your headphones are made out of, they don't mean jack shit to me. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. If you were talking to my younger brother who's more into the recording side, he would probably have a better understanding. And he and he laughed and he was understanding of that. Mm-hmm. So like I tried out some of their headphones, um, one of which while playing a couple around to CSGO, and it was just oh my god, like my, my ears were in a treat. And then, like, listening to some music on, like, a playlist on, like, an iPad, it was just something else. And, like, I had asked him, like, are these, would you recommend these for podcast? And he was like, absolutely. So, um, yeah, this was, uh, one of their, I think, I think it's their cheapest model, but, uh, it, it, I, I automatically think this is a well, um, deserved, like, investment because I'm, trying to just take this show to places to try and make a name for myself and um so far i think it's working that's good man yeah because uh i mean it was it was through cosplay bites that i got the media pass for pax east that's dope like not from my blog which i've been trying for ages with new york comic-con i would never get in you should um you should try to break into other communities as well. Try to reach out to um, other things. Like, are you into esports at all? Like, I know you're not into league, but like, are there other esports? <sighs> no, not yeah, really, really, because a lot of because because <laughs> a lot of the games I hear about in esports are just games that I just have no prior knowledge of. Like, like you got your league, you got your try to jump in. Like a game like Valorant is very new. Like it's new, new. Like it came out like last month new so like the esports scene there is just beginning and i don't think they have any established um reporters or um, bloggers for that scene yet so that might be something fresh that you could just jump into learn the game uh learn the personalities that are in it try to jump in and get in there while while it's still early while it's still in its infancy and you can go along with it. And I think there'll be a lot of potential people that you can uh, interview and stuff. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. What, what kind of game is Valorant? Is, is it like a no, League of Legends? No, it's a, it's a first-person shooter game. It's kind of like, it reminds me of Overwatch. I haven't played it myself, but from what I've seen, it reminds me a lot of like Call of Duty and Overwatch. And Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I know Over- Overwatch is another big thing in the esports week, but like I've never, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I've ne- I've never played Overwatch before. Yeah, I only played it a few times. I'm not too much into that. Yeah, but no, I I can give it a shot. Like I like I've never played Player Unknown Battleground. I've never played Fortnite. Um, mm-hmm. I'm 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 just I'm just a console pleb. <laughs> yeah, <it's> fine. <laughs> Um, any, um, 
switch things up. Any uh, personal favorite game that you've played recently or what games you're looking forward to that mm. are coming out within this year or next or whatever? Not a single one. I only play League of Legends right now. <laughs> like, I haven't actually sat down and played like a video game in a long time. I didn't play the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, haven't, I didn't play... I'm not really looking forward to any games at the moment. My favorite game is like Mirror's Edge. And Catalyst came out already, done with it. And then oh, interesting. I don't think there's ever going to be another F-Zero game. I'm, I used to like, always, every every year, I always used to look forward to like E3. Because I was always obsessed with like consoles and stuff. And yeah, I, I now it's like, I, I, I didn't think I'd ever see the day where I wouldn't care about that stuff. But now I just don't cares much about it oh my gosh yeah it's weird like i just play league with some friends for a good time and then i follow like the esports behind it and then my day is usually filled with just editing and um photography and stuff like that okay i guess like something i always look forward to but not as much is probably like smash always to see like just what characters they add just Something like that. But I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm not even into it. I'm not even into the um FGC. Yeah, I. I mean, like right now, I'm still like I. I technically beat uh, Persona Five Royal, but then we were like, oh, new game plus, and I was like, ugh, mm-hmm. fine, I'll go through it again, and a much faster pace because you keep some items and you feel like a god and you can clear stuff in a day and. It's been fun. But uh, yeah, like I, I beat FF Seven Remake. That was that was, oh my god, that was well worth the wait. Like an absolute treat. Like I'm so hyped to get the soundtrack in the mail. Damn right, I pre-ordered that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm curious as to who they're gonna have for the next DLC of Smash Fighters. Because like as of right now, we only know of um a character from arms is going to be part of the dlc mm-hmm. and that's supposed to have its long form reveal slash release next month um i'm just waiting for a day when like a random someone like you someone people always wanted but just don't expect like like Goku's just added somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, Goku for Smash! Goku for Smash! Yeah, like, you know, he's from anime. They don't touch anime. If they did, it would blow some heads. For me, when I look at Smash now, it hardly feels like a Nintendo game anymore. Like, it used to feel like a genuine Nintendo Fighters game, but... Now it's just a, it's a celebration of gaming. If it, you you know like you remember that uh computer game Mugen from back in the day where you can like download random like fighters and like pretty much anywhere. I've never played it, but I know I've heard of Mugen and I've like seen yeah. like some videos. Like yeah, that but was. That's what Smash feels to me like now. Like really? to me, it, yeah, to me it lost its identity. Like, I, like I, I I just don't see as many. It feels like I know all those characters are related to Nintendo in some way, but they don't feel like a Nintendo game at all. Right. Like maybe if they added more of like background from like the OGs, I'd feel it, but I I don't feel it. Right. But it's still fun. It's a fun game. Um, 
if it's those games or you with your bros, are definitely your homies. Oh my god, yeah. Some of, some of those matches can get intense. Get someone that work, you know. Yeah, I I. What it, so the the guy from Arms is next. Um, so that leaves because there's six slots in DLC pack number two. Five slots are open. I am still in the Sora for Smash camp. Be dope. Come on, come on. I wait. Cloud getting in was the start, but then I think when Joker got revealed from Persona Five, that was like okay, all bets are off. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be half surprised if, for some bizarre reason, Doom Guy or Master Chief got in. Master Chief. I would not be surprised. He's not even on a Nintendo console. There's no Halo for any Nintendo. Um... I I guess so. Well, because I'm I'm just thinking about Banjo Kazooie. Because Banjo, I mean Banjo was on a Nintendo console, but like they're owned by Microsoft, so I guess they cut a deal. Mm. Fair, fair. But like, as much as I'd love to see Master Chief, I don't think that would ever happen. But that would right. be sick. Yeah, I, I'd love Master Chief. It'd for be, no reason. For no reason. <laughs> yeah, like, me and the homies played Halo, and he was the goat. And we yeah. just knew, we just knew about it before we knew what memes were. We just memed about it. Like Master yeah. Chief is the goat. <laughs> yeah, uh, like he comes in with a theme song. You just hear the music. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't an Xbox guy growing up. I mean, I did have a 360, but I wasn't. I'm, I wasn't that big into first person shooters. Mm. Like the only ones I've ever played were, I want to say Borderlands. Okay. Okay. And the, and the old first two Star Wars Battlefronts. Although I don't know if you'd call them first person shooters, more like third person shooters. Yeah, I'm I, growing up. All we did play when we had the 360, we would just play a lot of Gears, a lot of Halo, Capture the Flag, and all that stuff. Yeah, I know my brother would have his friend around, um, and they would just go all have all nighters playing zombies on Black Ops. Yep, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but then like I'll have some days where oh, it, it was a blast. Like I would just have some days where like my next door neighbor, who I've been friends with since we were very little, like we just grew up playing games together. But like um, I brought over my Switch, mm -hmm. and um. I was still working through um, Super Mario Odyssey, and we just played it in co-op, and we beat the game. We we finished it like that night. Like we stayed up super late, and it was a blast. And then he finally got a switch. And then I just remember, like the last couple of weeks ago, I would go over his house with some of our other friends, and we would just have a goddamn riot playing Mario Party. <laughs> it, it was That's how you lose friends play Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party yeah. and Uno. They lose friends and like, Monopoly. <laughs> like, game. Guaranteed. I would just watch like Markiplier videos of him playing Uno with some of his other friends, and it's just like so goddamn hilarious. I'm just thinking like, oh my god, I have to play this with someone. Like someone's gonna download it because like my my brother took the uh, OG switch that we had, so I had to get the light, which uh -huh. I freaking love because I mean like I mainly all the time when I when we had the OG Switch at my house, um, we would just I would just play it in like handheld mode. It just felt good to me. 
Hmm. Plus a lot of the games I would play, like Octopath Traveler, Pokemon Sword, all in handheld mode. Like I would just, I didn't have the desire to sit in front of a TV and play it that way. Unless it was Smash or Mario Kart. I feel that. I feel that. But, um, yeah, that side topic aside, um, <laughs> no, it's always, uh, it's always, that's always a fun topic. To it's always, yeah, no, I love it. Uh, any other like potential new cosplay that you have like stored or like plan on a to-do list for like some point in the future or is it just photo editing upon photo editing upon photo editing? <laughs> um, well, I was supposed to go to, um, the NALCS finals. It's, uh, the final championships for spring for the league tournament. So there I was supposed to do a uh, high noon motion. Okay. So I kind of have that just chilling in the corner of my room. I'm like looking at it right now. Um, so like that's there, but I haven't shown anybody. I haven't worn it yet, shown it, have any photos of it. But that, that's a new cosplay that's just there. Um, then uh, League came up with two new skins for the boys, Lucian and Echo, at the same time, Pulse Fire. So definitely going to work on those two when I get a chance. Uh, me, to, me and the homie Jihatsu, when this whole thing's over, I think we want to do um, uh, Yugi and Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, oh, Yu -Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very excited to do that one. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Um, but other than that, you know, there's some side projects here and there, but those are, like, the ones that I'm actually going to work on, like, soon. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm always gonna be cosplaying. I just don't cosplay as much, but especially this year, everything is canceled. Like it's the first year that I can't. I'm not gonna go to California. There's no AX, nothing like that. So it's, yeah. it's a bummer. Yeah, I'm the same. Like I don't really cosplay anymore because like I have all my outfits. I just gotta at one at some point when I am okay with burning that kind of money, like I gotta rebuy my Kingdom Hearts Three Riku cosplay. <laughs> but like you know, I got I got Prompto. Um, that's always a go-to easy cosplay to wear. Um, maybe some point I'll fix up my Aquaman. I don't really know, but then like I still have like my Steampunk Nightwing to always wear. But uh, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with just being an all-around cosplay cheerleader for everyone else and not really cosplaying per se like i'll wear outfits at conventions of course but mm -hmm. yeah you know, i'm just fine going just as myself hey, man it's cool happy yeah. to have you around though. oh that means a lot thank you man i mean i mean a lot um also i guess one more thing i guess before we end it um so you mentioned that it's mainly lucian and echo that you cosplay from league if so you had any other desire to cosplay another league champion? Who Ooh. would you pick? There's been a few that I've uh, pondered. <laughs> um, there's a few. At one point, I was actually gonna make Talon, but then a new Lucian skin came out, and I did that instead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I was gonna do Talon, Malzahar would been cool. Uh, Ezreal, because Ezreal's. Pretty, pretty much a similar build to Echo, honestly. Um, right. Let me see who else. Um, 
was going to do karma at one point, long, long time ago. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. I pretty much just gravitate to those two. Those are the homies. Right. Okay. Yeah, this is great. Um, okay, well, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. Um, hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode. Um, again, thank you so much, Kaz, for joining me and just Thanks taking having me, time out of your day um, to do this. Um, if they want to go follow your work, where do they go? Uh, you don't need to follow me, but just kidding, JK, JK. Um, <laughs> so if you want to see like the cosplay work, it's a uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Kadiwelt, K A D U O U T, and then for photography, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Lagoon out, and on IG, it's lagoon.photo. All right. Well, that about does it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and stay tuned for another episode of Cosplay Bites. Stay safe and wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands, please. Please. I want to get back to normal. <laughs> yep. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review and feedback. You can also support the show through Anchor's listener support or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash lightningpalace. For more cosplay news and coverage, visit the Lightning Palace on Blogspot and follow Lightning Palace on Twitter and Instagram. See you all next time.